And a welcome on in. It is overtime with Jonathan Pito. I'm glad you guys could all be with me here on this Tuesday. We got a full boat of a show. We got all five hours this time. We are not interrupted by anyone or anything. It is you. It is me until midnight. And I have the rare two guest uh, appearance. We have Cameron Justice at eight. We have Daryl Ryder at nine twenty. It's Brown season. Let's bring some people into the mix here. And also because uh, I understood that I-, I could call basically anybody and get them to talk about the Browns this week. I could call the Pope and be like, "Hey, Pope." Want to do 15 minutes on Deshaun Watson? He'd be like, ooh, maybe we talk about the defense instead. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you want. He'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Let's do 15 minutes. I got 20. Let's go for it. It's that type of week because there's a lot of positivity around the Browns. I'm feeling good. Good, not great. I still have not yet figured out what's going on with my back. I Listen, I came into work on Monday, and it was an absolute wreck. And I don't know if it was the chairs that we had on Sunday. I don't know if it's something with my golf swing. I'm going to go to my swing doctor at Golf Tech tomorrow. We're going to get this whole thing sorted out. But right now, my my back's still hurting. But it felt a little bit better today. It's not like when I got a herniated disc a couple years ago. And I was just on the couch for two days straight. I hadn't played video games in like 10 years. All I did for the two days, I took off work because obviously I couldn't move. Couldn't physically move as I was sitting there on the couch. And then I just, uh, I was at my in-laws house and I just sat there and I played PGA Tour golf for like two days. I got so way too good at that game. It, it's shocking how in like an hour of that game, you can be pretty respectable. I'm not saying you're, you're the greatest thing to ever play and greatest person to ever play the game, but you can get to pretty respectable. Back is, I don't know. I'm going to be doing those weird things that sometimes I do in between shows where I just start stretching. And then in between the breaks, I'm doing like different golf moves or something like that. And I know people here at the station look at me like I have a banana taped to my forehead, but I just do it so consistently that it just feels like it's normal. I'm going to have to do those all night long. But we're going to get through it, I promise you that, mainly because we got a lot to smile about. Now, I was going to avoid all that chatter to go directly into a reaction to a promo you guys just heard. Now, you heard the promo right there. It was Ken. It was perfect timing. I did not set that up. It was perfect timing. Ken talking about the postseason. And that's where I want to start with you guys. Two one six four seven four to below 92. How much did your season expectations change after just one game? And if we're going to follow up on this one, is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? I'm going to say that one again. Is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? I didn't say a favorite. I'll leave that to the Sharps in Vegas, just that they're a contender. Did you move up from being Kyle Brandt's dark horse to being an actual contender? I think if you have the feeling that anytime you're on the field, you can win that game, then we're clearly headed in the right direction. I just need all of us to reprogram how we operate. Let's get the expectations to where they need to be. All the years of losing takes a toll on people. All those hours on a team that for 20 years has shown their ass. I'd like to try the other entree. There's a special of the night called winning I'd like to give a go with. Find me on this schedule, the auto loss. I don't think it exists. There's a reality in that. And that alone has to make you feel good inside. You beat the hardest team on the schedule at this moment. What I say for five months leading into this season, I said the NFL, the people at the NFL offices, I don't know if it's Goodell, I don't know if it's anybody else, clearly they did not want to see the Browns have success because early on they gave us a really tough schedule. Now it looks like it's sunshine and rainbows in the back end, especially now when you account for the Aaron Rodgers situation. Back part of the schedule, 
I mean, my goodness. Bears, Texans, Jets, and the most important part of the season? That looks really nice right now. I'm going to be honest. It looks really nice. But the early part of the schedule, where it was going to mean everything, whether Stefanski and Deshaun Watson got off to the right foot, whether Stefanski and Jim Schwartz got off to the right foot, when all of these pieces got off to the right foot, when it mattered the most... And now with the win against the Bengals, you find me the auto loss. You find me the part of your schedule where you look on there and you say, we're going to lose that game. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. So I don't think it's an overreaction. I really don't. When you say Super Bowl contender, again, I'm not saying Super Bowl favorite. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Super Bowl contender. How much did your expectations change after one game? I think it's 100% fair So if you went into this season saying, I got to see what this team can do, they got to show me something. Well, guess what? Was one game enough? You know, Ken, a couple weeks before the season got underway, what did Ken say? He took a very pragmatic, a very practical, very Jonathan Peterlin-esque approach. And I hate to do third person, but that's what we're doing right now. But he took a nice approach, I thought, to the upcoming season where he said, look, the defense looks good. I got to see it in order to believe it. After one game, is that enough evidence? How many weeks upon weeks do you need to see in order to convince yourself that the Browns are really good? I saw one week. I saw one week. We saw one game. And there's a lot with Deshaun Watson we got to talk about as well. Listen, I'm not saying they're flawless. I'm just saying look up and down that schedule and you find me the auto loss. I can't do it. I'm not saying Vegas is going to have you as the favorite in every single game you play. That's not what I'm saying. Hell, I think we're not even the favorite on Monday night against the Steelers, aren't we? Are we a one-point favorite or a one-point dog? I, I, honestly, I don't even know. I know it's, it's very close. Vegas doesn't really know what to do with that game yet. I don't think we're going to be the favorite in every one we play. But there's no reason why you guys can't believe the Browns can't win every single game. There's no every game we enter. When I'm on the, the pregame show on West 6, hanging out with you guys, Every single game that we go into, I should be able to find at least one way, one reason, multitude of reasons why this team should win that game. There's not a single game out there where I'm looking like, oh, we're drawing dead. What's the point of me being out there, you know, freezing my butt off, screaming, here we go, brownies, when it looks like we're not going to get anything done. There's not a single game that I can think of where that has to be the case. We got to raise the expectations around here. We got to reset the programmed mindset. It's been 20 years of garbage. I get it. It's been 20 years of thinking we don't have every game on our schedule as a win, 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 win. Oh, no, no. Jeez, we're taking on the Chiefs this week. Looks like a loss there. Ah, taking on the Steelers. There's, a, there's another loss. A lot of years of that, guys. You got to get that out of your brain. For this season, for right now, and hopefully for seasons to come, after what we saw in week one, you should have high expectations for this team, and you should be approaching every single game as if you have not only a real shot, but you should be thinking, we're going in there, and we're going to win, and anything short of that is an absolute disappointment. Hell, I'm getting ready thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do in two weeks when we take on the Titans? I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm looking at the Titans, how other teams used to look at us when we used to go to them. You know, the, the pregame shows that you listen into, and it's like, well... <laughs> We gotta we gotta fill four hours, but uh, we're a much better team than they are. So this one's gonna be really tough. How about we talk about all the ways that if we lose this game, we vomited all over our shoes and not the other way around? It is gonna be completely different. It should be completely different. I'm amazed. I am absolutely amazed at some of the hesitancy that I'm seeing. Some of the 
I don't know if it's just a lack of belief in, in getting Deshaun turned around, but look at that one week and look at what the Browns were able to do against the very best team, one of the very best teams in football, a team that in the previous two years have the third highest win mark and in back-to-back seasons have been to the AFC title game and two years ago was playing in the Super Bowl. Unequivocally, one of the top teams in the AFC, and we absolutely depanced them. I, we made them look stupid. Joe Bur- they put Joe Burrow in a body bag. Somebody get the morgue. It was incredible to watch. Absolutely incredible. So uh, you tell me. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? And every time I say that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a qualifier. I'm not saying a favorite. There's going to be other teams in the AFC that people will think are more of a favorite for the Super Bowl than we are. I'm just saying contenders. Whatever your version of contender is, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my own version. I'm talking about your own version. But the version I know is the version that when you go into any game this season, I don't think there's a team out there where I say, why'd we even get on the bus? I guess in this instance, everyone gets on a plane. Why'd we get on the plane? Why'd we even bother showing up? That's what I'm talking about. There's not a team on the schedule. That I would think to myself, what are we doing even bothering showing up? And it wasn't always like that. You guys know it. I've been through 1-31. and 31. We've all been through 1-31. and 31. We went through a bunch of really bad seasons where that looked like it was the case. And we went through a really a lot of bad seasons where we kept wondering late into the year whether or not this team was going to get this thing turned around. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you it's okay to have expectations. I'm here to tell you it's all right to buy into what this team has based off of what you saw in week one. Everyone said, oh, you can't do anything until you get the real games. Can't do anything until you see the real games on the field. Don't make anything out of that preseason nonsense. As I was sitting over here salivating at the mouth of the fact that Jim Schwartz wanted to get so mad at Aditi Kinkabwala at halftime because even though they had four turnovers in the first half, oh, oh, Jimmy Schwartz didn't think it was good enough. Don't get excited. Can't get excited over the preseason. Okay, that's fine. I didn't get excited over the preseason. I didn't want to look like Andrew Filippone sitting there on uh, Tuesday today having to wear it because he got excited because old baby hands picket looked good in the preseason, but then all of a sudden, you know, tripped over the garden hose when it mattered the most. Didn't want to have to look like our friend in Pittsburgh. So I tempered my expectations. I said 11 and 6, but I tempered my expectations. We got a real game. We got a real game, and the Browns came out there and absolutely laid the hammer down on one of the best teams, supposed best teams in football. So two one six four seven four to below ninety two on Twitter. There you can find me. I am at JP one. I need to know from you guys how much did your season expectations change after that one game? And when I say Super Bowl contender, am I overreacting just a little bit? You might say, Jonathan. It feels to me like you're going off the deep edge. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't believe I have. I saw enough in that one game. I saw enough with the defense, which we all had questions about, even though they all looked really good on paper. It just looks to me like this team is matching up for the first time in the Andrew Berry era. When I say this team is awesome on paper, they matched up to that when the actual season got underway. So you show me the auto loss. You show me the game on the schedule that if I'm a Browns fan sitting here, I'm supposed to do the uh, the old big Ernie McCracken and Kingpin where he's shaking at the foul line. Oh, I'm so scared. 
You show me the auto loss. I can't find it. Can't find it. It doesn't exist. Ravens aren't an auto loss. Steelers aren't an auto loss. Where's the auto loss? It, it doesn't exist. There's not a team on this schedule that the Browns should be scared of. And because of that, yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. I'm not saying they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying I don't think it's an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders. 216474 to below 92. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Pito, and we'll get to all your phone calls. We'll get to re- your reactions and everything else in between. It's overtime with Jonathan Pito here with you on the fan. All righty, back out of here on the fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterman. Cameron Justice joining us at 8 o'clock. Question I have for you guys. Is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? I'm not saying a favorite. I'll leave that to the Sharps in Vegas. Just that they're a contender. I put that out on my Twitter. You can follow me at Jay Peterman. Uh, Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Chabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. You know, what's amazing is that I, I asked you guys, I said, where's the auto loss? After that Bengals game, the confident and good part for me is that I can't find the auto loss. I can't find the one where you look at it and you say, all right, well, there's, there's the loss. Let's keep the, let's keep the schedule game moving. I can't find that one. And the amount of responses back and people saying, hey, hey JP, what about the 49ers? 49ers just put the beat down on the Steelers. What about the 49ers? They looked really good. And hey, listen, they, they did. They did. They sandblasted the Steelers. They did. They, they put on their scrubs. They did brain surgery on them. That was an impressive. What they did. I would say ours was just as, if not more impressive against the Bengals. But again, both wildly impressive. It's not an auto loss. We just beat the Bengals. The Bengals were in the same. They were in the AFC title game the past two years. I I, I think Kyle Shanahan's really good. You're telling me Deshaun Watson versus Brock Purdy. You're going with Mr. Irrelevant in that, in that discussion. And, and I'm the first one to give Brock Purdy his flowers. I am. I have been for a while now. Brock Purdy would have led the league in passer rating if he had qualified last year. He was really good and started off the season really good as well. That's a system guy, though. Uh, no, I, I want to see it because I think it's going to be fascinating in a Shanahan versus Stefanski battle of the brains, battle of offensive minds. I, I can't wait to see how that one turns out. No, that's not, not an auto loss. That's just a good time. That just, that just sounds like, is that a Sunday game? That just sounds like a Sunday game. By the way, we're coming off a bye in that game. Because the NFL decided to really stick it to us. And after four weeks, we get our bye. We're fresh off a bye entering San Francisco. That just sounds like a good time. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Bat and lead off tonight because I want to hear from you guys all night long. Our buddy Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Hey, what's good, man? What's up, Chuck? I'm telling you right now, we contenders. Period. Flat out. Mm-hmm. I look at the schedule. You know, I'll say we'll have a few dog fights. Right now, it look like we'll we'll probably have a dog fight with Baltimore. We'll have a dog fight with San Fran. You know what I'm saying? We'll probably have some dog fights with you know a couple other teams, but there'll be dog fights. But for, sure. for everybody to keep saying like you know we beat the Bengals, uh, I, I, it's it's more than that. We made Cincinnati throw in the towel. They quit. Mm-hmm. They actually took our they, victory, Nick. They, they, they rested, they rested Burrow. <laughs> they said, get out of the game. I mean, no, no, no. They, no, we made them left. lie down. Six minutes left. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. We made them lie down. Okay. So uh, you can cherry pick all you want, how the game went to rain or whatever. We made that team quit. Speak on okay? it, Chuck. Speak on it. And then 
when, when you're looking at us about to go see Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. hey, Pittsburgh, I hope I know you're out there. I know you're listening. Because <laughs> I don't know why all y'all other fans want to keep listening to Cleveland. They're it's obsessed. beyond me. Because I can never listen to any of y'all stations. But, you know, but I don't know. That's y'all thing. But anyway, when they break out them white helmets, man, them new unis, mm-hmm. They ain't going to want to be the person losing those. <laughs> they ain't gonna, I'm telling you right now, for real. They ain't. When they break out them uniforms, I think the joke is going to go off because I know he feels sexy in them, okay? <laughs> He's going to go off, all right? And then at the same time, you got Baltimore and Cincinnati. Now they got to bump heads. It's like the schedule going to line up right. You follow what I'm saying? I do. I do, Chuck. I do. And I just, I just feel, I just feel everything is in our favor, and and like all the home games we got, and the way they showed up and showed out in Cleveland. Oh my God, man! They the 12th man, man. I mean, Chuck, and they yeah. bring with the rain. They bringing it. You hear me? Music to my ears, Chuck. And thank you, man. I appreciate you as always. Oh, I forgot to let him say, "Use be cool." Chuck, my bad. My bad on that. I'll do it for you. And use be cool. My bad. My bad. I just, I got excited. I'm looking over here at the schedule. I'm trying to find the auto loss. And I just, I keep getting excited because I don't see an auto loss. And again, we need to make this abundantly clear. When I say if it's an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders, I didn't say they're a favorite. I just said you guys got to reprogram your thinking on this. Reprogram your logic a little bit. Reprogram how you operate. You go in there and you take care of the Bengals the way that they did. I don't know why we can't be looking at the Browns as if every single week they should be winning these games. And if I can't say, if every time I do a pregame show, I'm saying the Browns should be winning this game, the Browns should be winning that game, then I don't know why I can't say they're contenders. Why, why is that so bad? Why can I not say such a thing? Think about it, though. My goodness. I talk about, we, all, we, t- we spend so much time talking about the beginning part of the schedule and how tough that is. Think about from after San Francisco on, okay? You got a Colts team. I like Anthony Richardson, but they're far away from working. Into a Seahawks team that got just dismantled this past weekend by the Rams. Cardinals. And then we got divisional games. We can take care of the Ravens, the Steelers. Into a Broncos team that, again, they, they man, talk about wet in the bed this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Rams, whatever. Jacksonville, Bears. Every game I'm looking at. Into the Jets with an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets team. This is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And we got a win against the Bengals, which a lot of people before the season said was our auto loss. How many people said if they just go in there and play and look good, decent, we'll be happy, we'll move forward, and then you beat the Steelers and you go from there and you start off one and one? How many people said that? Well, we beat the Bengals. We got to go into Monday Night Football. Kenny Pickett is as scared as Kenny Pickett's ever been because people like Pony talked him up as God's gift of football for a month on end and then realized, Oh, it doesn't work like that. Oh, you mean the starters are a little bit different than the dudes that are going to be selling you insurance in three weeks? Oh, okay. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Chris and Rocky River up next on the fan. Hello, Chris. Hey, Jonathan. I love the enthusiasm, and I love that, and we need that around here. And and I love the position the front office has put us in, across the board, especially with the Schwartz thing. So I'll get to the problem I have with us being Super Bowl contenders, which I believe we can beat anybody. Deshaun Watson, uh, he's a below-average NFL passer right now. And if it was just one game in the rain, that'd be something. But what I noticed right away in training camp last year, and it persisted through last year, and I noticed again in training camp this year, he is never on time. 
he doesn't see things and throw them into space. He sees guys that are wide open, then he throws it, and it's too late. I feel like he might be a guy who grew up, you know, depending on his legs, knowing things could break down and he can make plays, but he is not he is not seeing things open before they're wide open, and it's a problem. Hmm. All right, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. I got some numbers to back some of that stuff up, by the way. Uh, and we'll get into some of the next-gen stats and things I dove into a little bit deeper in the 8 o'clock hour. He's not a game manager. We need to get that right. You can call him whatever you want to call him. He's not a game manager. He didn't hit the big passes, but he went for the big passes. That's the difference. Two of nine, by my own counting, on yards, uh, 15-yard passes or further. Two of nine, not good enough. Once he starts hitting on more of these, though, and once he starts actually connecting on more of these, game managers don't get the chance to throw nine balls over 15 yards. They don't get that opportunity. Deshaun Watson did. That's part of the deal here. Two one six four seven four to below 92. He didn't miss many with the short passing game, and that was key. He knew how to take what was in front of him, kind of like the golfer that knows that they're struggling a little bit, but knows that, all right, I, I just, I listen, I banana sliced it into the woods. I got to take my medicine, get me back in the fairway, and let's go from there. That was it. He didn't show up with his A game. He didn't have it, but he knew how to go ahead and maneuver and make an offense work in order to getting to him, getting him to a spot where he could make something out of nothing. That that was wildly impressive from that standpoint to me with Deshaun. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Jeff and Eastlake up next. Hello, Jeff. Hey, John. How you doing? What's up, Jeff? Oh, not too much. I usually said, you know, uh, oh God, I have high standards, you know, before the first game, mm-hmm. but I usually fall flat on my face, whether it be a coach or a quarterback. Uh, this year. I decided I, I don't want to put the standard that high. But now what I liked is, uh, one, you know, we're not talking about Joe Woods. We're not talking about the field goal kicker. Our defense looked awesome. And don't forget, our, our field goal kicker made every kick. We couldn't rely on the last one to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Three for three. Yeah, exactly. So – I'm saying I'll take it game by game. Let's see how it all plays out. I thought Deshaun played really well. Uh, The conditions were horrible. You know, let's see what happens. Let's see what the guy can do before we call him a game manager. Mm -hmm. He won the game, and that's the way I look at it. He did enough to win the game. That's all I care about. I'll sit back. Listen to your uh, comments. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you. And I want to hear from you guys. Two one six four seven four to below 92. How much did your season expectations change after just one game? I feel validated this week. I do. I said when the schedule game came out and spent four months telling everyone that would listen, this station all but put me with a sandwich board in public square saying the Browns will win 11 games. 11 and 6 is what I said. And after Sunday, I wondered briefly to myself, how about this conversation I had with my own brain? I was like, uh, did I undershoot that? 11 wins? Do I? Am I embarrassed to tell people I only had this team for 11 wins? Is that is that embarrassing now at this point? Like, hell, Ken had him for 10. I had I had my better brown and orange sunglasses on than Ken had. It had to be worth something, right? I had 11 wins for this team. 11. And I sat there on Sunday being like, did I misjudge this and I should have gone higher? It's unreal. That's how dominant they looked. That's how great that defense looked. That's how awesome Nick Chubb looked. 
our kicking game, which was our what a privileged life we lead, where our kicking game was one of the biggest issues we had throughout the preseason. Our kicking game all of a sudden looks great. Dustin can't even say Dustin, not DeAndre Hopkins anymore. The man he earned his own name, Dustin Hopkins. But I want to hear from you two one six four seven four to below ninety two. How much did your season expectations change after one game? Jeff and Willoughby continues on here on the fan. Hello, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Man. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously it's exciting to see the win that we got there, but um, just got to sort of temper expectations at the same time. I mean, we are a franchise that has, you know, have historically just been, you know, they talk about the Browns are the Browns or something negative happens. They're like, oh, that's so Browns. Or, you know, even with the Jets last night, that's such such a Jets thing, you know. So we have a lot to overcome. Now, do I feel personally inside of my own head that we're a good team? Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like we're going to go to Pittsburgh and blow them out next week. There we and go, then Jeff. Gonna start, Swerve into yeah, that. People are going to start thinking. But at the same time, Jonathan, you got to, you know, remember the whole world is against us right now. They're, they're still talking about how Joe Burrow just had a bad game. It Jeff, wasn't about. I, 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 don't, I don't need the whole world. I just need us. I need us here. That's all right, I care no, about. I, I got you. But still at the same it. time, we have, we have a history of the Browns franchise just doing things that are not just not good or just bad luck. So we still have some time to just watch and see the season and how it plays out. And I think that's the, the, the thing that we have to just sit back, know what we feel and just watch it play out on the field and let's see how it goes. But one thing I wanted to add about Watson mm-hmm. is that I see a difference with him as far as like his rhythm and, and his vibe. It's almost like if you're listening to a song, right? And you're mm-hmm. dancing with the song. Yeah. And you're not thinking about it. You're just dancing with the rhythm, right? It seems like he's out there thinking too much in his head. And he's not like, you know, in Houston, he used to stand in the pocket. And he used to do this little bounce in the pocket mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just sling the ball, you know? It doesn't seem like he trusts the receivers um, as much yet. And I think that's something that's going to take time to come. But I want to see him with that bounce in the pocket. I want to see him roll out and have that little swagger to him. Because when he's on when he's on point with that, with that little bounce, you'll see him like in the pocket and he starts like bouncing on his toes and then he lets it go. That's when you know he has that rhythm and he's just throwing from feel and not so much as all oh, thinking, overthinking it too much. That's why I think he's late on some passes because he's just mechanically thinking too much. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much, man. Good call. Appreciate you as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the I'll look for the bounce. I got to say, though, he looks so comfortable back there. He looks so comfortable. I almost want, He's like a guy in first class. I, I'm like, is somebody coming by to offer you a drink while you're sitting back there getting ready to throw? I mean, he's like, he couldn't be more comfortable. But the confidence, the swagger. I understand that. I get that. I understand, too. I said this earlier. All those hours, all the the years of losing, I'd like to try the other entree. There's a special of the night called winning. I'd like to give it a go. 216474 to below 92. That's the one I want to go with. How much did your season expectations change after one game? And is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? And I have to reiterate, I did not say they're a favorite. But Super Bowl contenders, looking at that game, you beat the hardest team that you'll play on the schedule the entire year. Hardest one. I don't see an auto loss on the on the mix. I really don't. And, you, and people want to debate me whether or not the Bengals or the 49ers are harder. We're coming off a bye when we take San Francisco. And I'm, I, I'm just, I'm getting excited. You know, before the season, you might have had me with a little antsy to be ready to take on San Francisco. Now I'm like, let's do it. This is going to be, get the popcorn ready. This is going to be a fun time. It's going to be just a good game. Shanahan versus Stefanski. Let's see two offensive minds battle it out. Just sounds like a fun time. Doesn't sound like me sweating, worrying about anything. Like, all right, let's see what we got. 216-474 to below 92. We'll continue on with your phone calls. Cameron Justice coming your way 
at 8 o'clock. Daryl Ryder at 9.20. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on The Fan. You know, it's going to be even sweeter when Joe Burrow is, you know, not horrible and the rest of the NFL just puts together that the, the Browns' defense was just uh, that unreal. It was so bothersome. I Listen, Charles Davis is great, and I think he got the narrative fixed by the time we got to the second half. But in that first half, he just did not want to admit that it was the Browns' defense that was unstoppable. That was just taking over that game. He just didn't want to admit it. The weather, Burrow's injury, and they kept going to those sideline shots trying to get Burrow, you know, fixing his injury and making everything be right with his, you know, taping himself up and doing everything that way. What are we doing? It's just the defense. The defense was it was just that good. And that's why there's got to be a lot of optimism right now. And I want to hear from you. We'll get to a lot of your phone calls. Cameron Justice coming up at 8 o'clock. I put out on Twitter, is it an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders? We do need to clarify that. Okay? I didn't say a favorite. Just contenders. Whatever that version of contender is for you. For me, it's the fact that when I look at the schedule, I can't find the auto loss. You know, usually you look at a schedule and you're like, all right, uh, we'll win here, we'll lose here, we'll win, we'll win, we'll lose. That's an auto. I, we're not beating that team. Everything goes right. We're not beating that team. After beating the Bengals, I can't find that auto loss. I can't find that team we go up against, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we, whoo, that's going to be a tough one. We're not, we're not standing a chance against them. And I did get some tweets in, people suggesting the 49ers. It's not how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the 49ers as a good time. Shanahan versus Stefanski. Let's see what some, uh, some offensive minds can do there. Shanahan, I believe, is the second-best offensive mind in the sport outside of Andy Reid. Stefanski, I've called Shanahan light. I, I just want to see how they go after each other. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Nelson and Avon Lake up next on the fan. Hello, Nelson. JP fired up. I love it. I mean, it, I I very fired up today. Thank you, Nelson. Yeah, I love it. You know, but I, I tell you what, though, um, if we want to earn credibility, right, um, we got to go to Pittsburgh on Monday night and and whoop that butt. Um, and I tell you, like I was looking at numbers, like historically, and I know that you say. It doesn't matter. Every season, it's a different season. But good, good memory, time, Nelson. That's exactly what I will say. <laughs> you know, all me. time, all time, we are eighty sixty-two and one against the Steelers. They have owned us, and and you know that Vegas, everybody and their mom, including my mom, is going to be <laughs> picking the Steelers to beat us on Monday, on Monday night, because you know everybody's going to be talking about how great the Steelers are on Monday night, and Tomlin never loses on Monday night, and Kenny Pickett is going to be getting all the love. Nelson, is your mom a Steelers fan? Is that what you just told me? Uh, she better not be. I uh, mean, my goodness. But, but I tell you what, if 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 we beat the Steelers on Monday night, uh, I, I'm all in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm not there yet because we've seen this movie before. For some reason, the Browns match up well against Joe Burrow, and, and the Bengals. I don't know what it is. Call it, I don't know. Uh, and we've seen this movie before, and I'm not saying it's same old Browns. I'm not going there. I think the defense is legit. I think Schwartz is it's definitely made a significant difference. Um, I, I'm not worried about Deshaun just yet. I think the dude's a baller. He'll turn it around. But we gotta beat. we got to beat the Steelers. To me, and I know that you know everybody's saying that the Steelers are not as good. To me, that's that's the barometer. We gotta beat right. those. We gotta beat those guys. If we beat those guys, I'm all in. So I'll be talking to you next Tuesday 
and and if they do if they do manage to win that game, dude, I, I'm all in. I look forward to it. Right, I look forward to Thanks it. Talk to time, you. Talk to you a bit. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, we got to reprogram our expectations. In my mind, at least, we you know, Lions fans that just beat the Chiefs aren't sitting there saying same old Lions. They're not. They're saying, hey, we got a team right now. We should be winning all these games. That's how Browns fans need to be right now. We beat the Bengals. We took care of the hardest game on the schedule and did it with ease. Put Joe Burrow in a body bag. Someone called a morgue. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> it couldn't have gone any better. Couldn't have gone any better. No auto losses for me, okay? Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm looking at what this team is. Now, yeah, there's admittances. We got to get Deshaun to where he needs to be. I'm not sitting here, you know, ignorant to that. We got to get Deshaun to where he needs to be. But, but the goalposts have been moved. But we got to change. We got to reprogram how we think. We can't be waiting for the shoe to drop. Not with this team. Wayne in Cleveland up next. Hello, Wayne. Mr. J from the South Side. <laughs> What's up, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, hey, listen. I need you to do me a favor, man. Yes, sir. Yes. You get some time tonight or tomorrow. Watch that second half of the game, man. Um, Cincinnati and Browns. Watch some highlights. Deshaun did well, man. You got to look at that second half. Everybody looking at that second half when the weather cleared up. You, for the exception, for that one little interception that was tipped. Man, watch that second half. He did good. I watched it. I'm like, what is they talking about? He was like, it was like he was running a, he was running a, um, a running shoot. Now, Wayne, Wayne, do you do the um, all 22 or you, what'd you do there? You do the, the, the quick, like 30 minute condensed games. How do you watch the games? Yeah. 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 Watch it. He I did like the well, condensed man. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't do bad. He didn't do bad, but Fox Pittsburgh. Hey, we need to just go in there and handle business, man. We need to apply that same pressure on uh, Pickett just like they were doing on uh, Burrow. I don't think Pickett is um as mobile as Burrow. I so. mean, the uh, the difference between Kenny ba- – and thank you, Wayne. I appreciate you as always. Appreciate you, man. The difference between Kenny Baby Hands Pickett and Joe Burrow is uh, – that's the difference between Betty White and Vanna White. Uh, it's night, I mean, that's night and day. That's, that's com- I mean, what are we doing here? That's We're talking completely two different – quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett hasn't done anything. Joe Burrow has been to back-to-back AFC title games. Joe Burrow is a legitimate MVP contender for this year. Kenny Pickett, his own parents aren't betting on him to win the MVP award this year. What are we talking about? 216-474-92. I got to go back and listen to 93.7 The Fan at some point. At some point. We have audio from them. I, I got to, I will play a little bit of it. I got to listen back and see how Pony and them handled that. I heard Pony got on the air and basically admitted that he just, he had this whole thing wrong and took too much into account with preseason football. Oh, that would be egg on the face. Nobody would want to wear. That sounds miserable. Devin in North Royalton up next. Hello, Devin. Hey, JP. What's going on, man? What's up, Devin? How are you? Good. As, uh, as, Jer- as Garrett Bush would say, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Every, <laughs> every, flavored, every flavored pouch in my drink tonight. Listen, and go. for the first time ever, true. Uh, listen, I'm excited. Um, we, we argue, not arguably, we, we did uh, shut down the top three offense in the NFL. And I'm done hearing, oh, the weather was bad. We had a, our offense had to deal with the weather, too. And we were able to put points up on the board and move the ball down the field most times. So, um, you know, it, it was a great game. I, I was probably, I mean, I was screaming my head off at the Hooli in Strongsville. Um, it, it was, it was nuts. Um, but the one thing I will say is I think we know the defense, I believe the defense will be consistent. Um, I don't think they'll hold teams to 82 yards every game, but, uh, you know, I, I do think they will be consistent. And the one thing is that I think for Deshaun, he, this is a perfect game for him to go into Pittsburgh on national television, put up 250 plus, put a couple of touchdowns on the board. And that, that will 
that will show a lot of people that not only that this Browns team is back, that he's back, and that we're uh, we're a threat to be reckoned with. So, no doubt. Thank you, Devin. Good call. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Sean in Houston. Been a while. Hello, Sean. How are you? Quickly. Yes, quickly. So, so real quick, we are 100% a Super Bowl contender. I mean, the main things that we had to be good at, we talked about our line. We talked about our secondary. We had 10 quarterback hits from our two top guys. Our secondary was just on hands lockdown. We arguably the best receiving core in the league. We stopped, like, and then Emerson looks like he took just a completely different level. And then to have our tackle go out, mm-hmm. and then to have this six eight stud come in out of nowhere, stud is I'm obviously Jones. being dramatic, but look, but I'm excited because of that. He came in off the bench randomly against a pretty decent rush. And the one thing you're looking for in Watson is, is he getting happy feet in the pocket, or is he staying and running when he needs to? He looked calm almost the entire Very game. Calm. Very calm. And, w- and when he ran, he ran because he goes, all right, I need to get out of the pocket. He didn't look rushed. He, he looked overly excited on the missed throws. In the ground, not overthrown. I'd rather him throw under than over. That just means to me he's excited. So I've just thought, compared to last year to now, calm, relaxed, more awareness, just got to settle down a little bit. So I'm stoked. No doubt. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you checking in, man. Yeah, well, I, listen, I'm loving the vibes. Loving the vibes tonight. A lot of good vibes. We're going to keep the vibes rolling, okay? Cameron Justice going to join us coming up on the other side. Uh, and, again, we'll get to your phone calls after that. We'll also get to the game manager side of things and that conversation with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you should be able to buy in. And, and, honestly, I don't think it's an overreaction to say the Browns are Super Bowl contenders. I didn't say a favorite. Just said Super Bowl contenders. I'll get you the results of the poll when we come on back as well. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on The Fan.